Welcome back, everybody, to The Competitive Edge. I am your host, Mark Tomnick. Alongside me is my co-host, Shelly, and we have another killer episode today. But first, I want to jump into the recap of North Coast that happened yesterday. Um, we had multiple people compete yesterday. It was a it was a good showing. It really was. And I'm not only that, the show production is of high quality, right? Uh, uh, they always, Greg and Dean always put on a phenomenal show there. Uh, it's very well ran. They care about even like the venue where it's at. They care about the feedback. I mean, they asked my feedback um, on what I thought of the venue. I thought it was awesome. You know, they usually they run it in the big Mac center. This time they mm-hmm. ran it in the Kent State Hotel. Um, so, you know, with peaking, I always get a ton of questions about like, what are you doing for this person? What are you doing for that? And the reality is there's just not one way to do it. And I always tell people like the objective of peak week is to reduce total stress or stimulus on the body and then go ahead and, you know, add in the foods that you need, whether that's carbs or whether that's fat. And then when you add them, that's important. Um, you know, people try all these magic tricks on peak week and really it's just about the simple shit. It's always the, the work should already be done. The physique should already be made. You know, it's already lean. Um, we're not going to go ahead and, and save the physique. If it's out of shape, guys, you can't peak a fat physique. You know, that seems harsh, but you can't. It's just going to look more fat. So what you have to do a lot of times, like if the physique doesn't look ready, guys, you got to push back the show. And that's one of my big things I'm, I'm big on is like, I will push back that show. That's fine. I even like I, I want to normalize the idea and this is like maybe a lot of people won't agree with this, but I want to normalize just like starting contest prep and then getting about four weeks out and then go, OK, we're going to go to this show. I, I like that thought a lot because a lot of times there's just physiques that move at different paces and you can't always just push with drugs to get it to speed up. Right. And pushing more. Some people are like, well, will you push me more in my deficit? Yeah, but you're already progressing. So pushing more doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose fat faster. Sometimes that just means needs we're going to hit our metabolic adaptation faster, and then that's going to halt our fat loss. So sometimes it's just about, you know, letting things play out, then picking your target. Now, for national shows, that's a little different. That's why, you know, you have to overly prepare a longer prep. And uh, I've had quite a few conversations with people against they're against long preps and they're also want to be natural athletes. I'm like, I don't I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not a fucking magician. (laughs) sometimes sometimes they they do call me magic mark but uh (laughs) i I promise you i i don't use magic uh i just use evidence-based coaching and and a lot of times i need the time to work and i need the tools to work and when you're removing all of my tools not saying that that drugs or peds or fat burners are always necessary because like even in 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 say brianna we didn't use any (laughs) uh and i'll talk about that Mm -hmm. here in a moment but guys you got it you got to give me something Either it's going to be a long ass prep. I don't care if you like it or not. 20, 25 weeks, sometimes more for people, or you use the PEDs in the proper fashion uh, and you use them purposefully and you don't abuse them and you know, you get to your target. But if you're not at your target, by the time that we get to the competition, you're not competing not under me, you're not, but that that's the reality guys. I, we, we always, you know, not always with fat loss, like things just don't always work out perfectly in a linear fashion. And you just have to be ready. I mean, there's people that I compete with that have autoimmune disorders that ultimately it's going to delay their, 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 their content or their competition. And we're not getting to our target fast enough. And sometimes we need to pull back and lower the stimulus. And like, there's things that we need to do per person to get them to their target. And the target is just not concrete guys. There's so many different shows happening. Oh, you know, your family's coming to the one that's great. They're going to come and watch you lose. 
that's not fun. Trust me, like coming to a show just to lose, knowing you're going to lose or knowing you need something before even going to the show. It's useless, guys. You're just hurting your own self-confidence. And that's not doing you any good when you know you have things to work on, when you know you know what when you need when you know what you need to improve on, like all of those things matter. You need to take all those into account. Remove your emotional bias. You have to. Okay, you got to do what's right. Um, but this dude, these peaks um went literally flawlessly. Matt Dawson, obviously, he's 200 and he was 243 pounds heading into peak week, peeled. Right. Uh, we came in at about 90 percent. My objective wasn't to be like 100 percent peeled down like glutes were not uh, glutes were tight. They were not all the way in because I have to bring him in at Masters Nationals in many, many, many weeks from now. You know, so it's like, why would I kill him now and then just drag him and right. drag him through a trench of, of deficit just to get him there? It, it would it would end up ruining his, his physique long term. You can't hold mm-hmm. people there. You can't. Mm-hmm. And I see these people competing and competing, 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 and they're holding their physiques. And you know what? They just deteriorate each time that physique is a little softer, a little watery. And so I wasn't going to do that to Matt. And actually quite a few coaches came up to me and said that I'm, I'm making the right move. He got second though. And let me tell you, when he stepped out on stage, he looks like a fucking freak. Oh my God. Nobody, he's a monster. Nobody's got the conditioning he has. Nobody has the vascularity he has. He was proportional but he took second. So there, there's a couple of thoughts of why he took second. Um, his back backside was a little flat. It flattened out just a tad. Um, so he just needs to be fed a little bit more, which is fine. We can do that. You know, I just got to adjust my peaking calculation for him. Um, and, uh, you know, we kept watering the whole time. That's something he's never done. He's like, I've never come in this dry, this full. And, and, you know, he's had issues in the past with staying full. So what we did is we just, I just calculated what was necessary for carbs through my calculation. And then I kept water high the whole time. Honestly, I pulled it out like at about like, uh, Oh, maybe like 10 hours prior. And then we just rode into the show, kept our potassium, sodium potassium ratio to one it was easy. Um, pumped up, you pumped right up. It was good. We just need more food. That's, that's easy to fix, you know, and that's the great thing. Like as a coach, I'll always be the one to admit my mistakes. And a lot of people want to blame it on everything else. They'll blame it on the judging. They'll blame it on the athlete, you know, but like I'll, I'll own up to like where I make mistakes and you're never going to be perfect as a coach. And that's hard to accept. Like knowing that I should have fed him more and that we should have won the overall, like that kills me. But like he came in the best he's ever came in. So now it's just like, okay, small adjustment masters nationals. That's the target. That's the real deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Mary, she just needs more size, you know, just yeah. over time, more, and more size. That's all. Got to build those delts. Got to build those glutes. Um, and then, you know, Leah, um, she looked great. She had the best glutes on stage. So good. Dude, so what we did with her was, was similar to, to Dawson in a sense, obviously much smaller scale. We ended up pulling all of our stressors, you know, in coming into peak week. And, uh, as peak week went on, we did like less and less work and added food. We kept it consistent. We front loaded, did a front load, um, tactic on peaking kept, you know, our sodium potassium ratio the same throughout kept water the same. It's funny because she wakes up watery every morning. Then throughout the day she gets dry. And so I was like, okay. And and she's getting drier throughout the day with two gallons, two and a half gallons of water. I'm like, cool. We just got to keep water in. So she wakes up the next morning, dry as shit, actually. I was like, cool, we're good. Well, let's carry on with the water because we know you get drier as the day goes on. And let me tell you, by this time, she had glute striations. So I was like, okay, we got to tone it down just a bit. We'll feed you, you know, 
Uh, what ends up then all of a sudden by the time stage rolls around her legs are watery and I'm like what the fuck like can't change that quick and then literally last night she sends me a picture at like almost midnight and she mm, goes look at my too. glutes now and I'm like fuck crispy hard as nails so what's the difference well I know the plan works the difference is the whole day was kind of messed up in terms turns uh, in time um in in terms of like the timetables her makeup got pushed back a ton. Her tan got pushed back. She's running around. She's on her feet quite a bit. Cortisol. I, I point them a finger at cortisol. Okay, so now all we need to do now as a coach, I just go, okay, all we need to do is manage cortisol better. Just be a little bit more organized. Stay off of her feet a little bit more. And it will be successful. So we're going to go compete again yeah. in two weeks at a qualifier. She'll do phenomenal. Again, dude, her stage presence, beautiful. It was great. It was great. The improvements that she has made over the past six weeks in her stage presence are night and day. Dude, it is, it looks, she looks incredible. And when we complete the entire package for her, she's going to look just absolutely stunning. It'll be hard to keep your eyes off of her. Um, you know, so we're just going to tighten up a little bit more probably, and then bring it in um, for this show in two weeks. And then say, Brianna, your 2021 overall wellness champion, North Coast, the first wellness overall champion there ever. She came in perfectly. When I saw her in the hotel, when she walked in, and I saw her do her, mm -hmm. her individual. I was like, oh, yeah, like we're on the money. It's funny. Shells. It's funny because everyone kept asking her what we're doing for peaking. And again, all we did, same thing, pull the stressors down, even feeding times. I did the calculation for how many carbs she needs in peak to peak properly. But the problem was, and here was the, here was the thing that was the toughest thing. I think a lot of people got their ass kicked by this. Prejudging for her was at 6 p.m., not 6 a.m., mm -hmm. 6 p.m. So I had to hold the peak for that many hours from the night before. So what I had her do, actually, is I kept water high throughout the whole week. And I kept adding carbs, and she would just kind of fill out, get tighter. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to keep pushing water as late as I possibly can. So I had her stay up till about 1, 1.30, keep drinking water. And then I had her sleep in. And that way, mm -hmm. we delayed the inevitable of, of like, okay, well, if we cut water too soon, aldosterone is basically an anti-diuretic hormone. It's going to kick her ass. And where she's going to look flat, she's going to look watery. She's going to look like shit up there. And once once that hormone releases, you have problems. Your physique is done. There's, there's really no recovering it too much. It takes a while. Um, there's not enough time to do it within that day, really. So for her, it was just like managing water intake once she woke up. With, and so I had to insert water every so often, every in you know certain amounts based on how she looked. Um, kept, you know, Kept the carbs in, kept the food going, had meals, about three meals before stage time. Um, we kept sodium potassium ratio the same. I think we skewed it, we skewed it just a hair at the end just to get her a little bit harder. Um, she had really tough competition. And and mm -hmm. if that girl didn't win, then and, and, and Sabriana won, I knew Sabriana was gonna win the overall. And she did. Cause her dude, her whole package, the whole look, the tan was perfect. The walk everything. was perfect. The posing was perfect. The physique was perfect. Her attitude Hair, on stage makeup, was perfect. Dude, everything. fucking full package. nailed, mm -hmm. nailed. I realistically, we should have walked away with two overalls yesterday, but I'll, I, I'll not be, I'm not going to be greedy. I'll settle for one, even though we're, we're pissed about Dawson still, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we live and learn. We get better as a coach, man. You can't expect to win them all. Me of all people, I hate to lose. More than anything, I I I just I can't take it. I remember looking at you as like I don't like losing yesterday. I know. I looked you dead in the face. I, like, I don't like losing. I know you were stressed. 
I was, I was pissed because we put in so mm-hmm. much work. We brought the best mm-hmm. physiques and things just aren't always going to go our way. And that's something yep. you have to be content with. And there's some things that are out of my control. There's some things that are out of the athlete's control and we just have to take them as they come. That can yeah. be stressful in itself. Peak week is stressful because dude, I don't give a peak week plan. I see how you look in the morning. I make the decisions that day for you. Ooh, dude, that drives tough. people nuts. Honestly, that's going to be tied into our topic a little bit today. So it's going to, that's going to drive me nuts, <laughs> but I'm that's, gonna die. that's how you have to peak. If you don't peak that way and you're just giving somebody a plan, you're just saying, oh yeah, yeah. Like we'll just guess how the physique's going to respond. Mm-hmm. We can't, I, I can give you like a rough draft, but like, I can't tell you exactly how much, what sources, how much water, how much cardio I need to base on what the physique looks like each morning. And then I want to see you after some meals too, and make an educated decision on what I need to do as a coach. And guess what? It worked every single time. Right? Yep. So, you know, and then Keely had Alexis and she took fourth in Masters. She looked phenomenal. It's her first show, too. So good. Dude, she looked really good. I love her front pose. So I love good. her front pose. She looked great. Mm hmm. Uh huh. And when she comes in a little bit tighter, that back pose is going to be nasty, too. She just has the physique to compete and go far if she mm-hmm. wants to. She has it. She also has the look. So, North Coast was fun. I, I got to see a lot of people. I uh, got to see mm-hmm. a lot of the teammates that came out. I appreciate you guys coming out and supporting. Uh, we saw people that we've competed with before. You know, it was just good to see people we see on social media all the time. It was good to catch up with buddies. Um, so overall, it was fantastic. I had a I had a blast. It was so fun. It like got me in my feels. I hadn't been since my last show in 2019 to a show. So I was like, I'm ready to do this again. I was so, so hype. I know. I bet you were. It was... Um, <laughs> It was. It gives you a little bit of FOMO being there and then not competing. Oh yeah. You know oh what I mean? yeah. The smell of spray tan and hairspray. I was like, I love this. What's funny? What's funny is, um, like, even I get FOMO, and it's the spray tan that like ignites the FOMO. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I love that smell, even though it smells terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and it's such a pain in the ass because it's sticky but and it's everything. Like nostalgic. You're like, oh yes. I know. I know it just brings you back so many memories and uh, now we're making new memories. You know, we're, we're becoming a real recognizable force as a team. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. cool to see the blue and purple in the audience, people wearing it, yeah. people recognizing it. I mean, we worked really, really hard and the athletes work so hard and I'm just glad they're getting the recognition they deserve. So the topic today is titled you're your own worst enemy. I made a post on this on social media and it, it was a, with a very serious photo because I get so fed up with people kicking their own ass. The reason why most people lose in life is because they cause their own losses. I, I, there's a lot of people that get like um, where people have a lot of good things going for them and then they just like ruffle their own feathers to like shake it up because they're bored. And I'm like, well, or like everything's going great. Let's get a dog now. <laughs> Another fucking dog. But like everything's going good. Like you finally you hammered your time management skills. You manage your stress. Your health is getting better. And now you want a fucking dog that's going to keep you up at night and shit in your house. <laughs> what? Why? Well, now I'm going to pick up a new hobby. And like it starts cluttering up your schedule after we just worked so hard at fixing your schedule. People hate 
I don't, I don't want to say the word content because content is usually, it's not a negative thing, but people hate stagnation in their life, even if it means progression. Because honestly, sometimes like repetitiveness is it's, it feels like stagnation, but it is progress and steps forward. And people can't recognize that and they love to shake it up. I'm like, you're beating your own ass. It's like going outside, picking up a two by four and just smacking yourself across the fucking face and be like, oh my gosh, someone beat me up. It was you. You beat yourself up. I watched you do it. You made all these bad decisions. You, you, you quit when things get tough. You're talking yourself out of every single goal that you have. You're scared of adversity when it hits you in your face, right? You're shying away from challenges. You're trying to hide from them. You're not following through on your word. And the worst of all, you lack the fucking urgency when it's time to step up to the plate. You can't run from these challenges forever. You can't run from the the goals that you have. You can't cower in your room because honestly, the adversity is going to come find you wherever you hide. You got to stand up and fight. You got to not be your worst enemy. And honestly, I see a lot of people crumble around massive life events. They let go. It's all hands off deck and they just like let go. Like things get tough, right? Um, I I see this with, with a lot of tragic events in life. Like people think that the routine, the daily routine, the diet, the training, all those things like have to go out the window when things get tough. But really by maintaining your routine and normalcy, it's actually gonna help you get through those tough times. Exactly. People fuck themselves because now, now when you quit, say, let's, let's say something happens, right? God forbid your dog dies. Tough life event for some, right? Very sad. Member of the family. But people are like, well, I just, I just can't, I just, I just can't diet this week. I can't train this week. I can't, I, I'm just going to sit in my broom and cry. I'm calm, calling off work. But like, it ends up being worse on worse. them making it way worse, substantially worse mm-hmm. because now they're off their diet. Now they feel like shit. They're just sitting around bumming the round, not being productive. And they're just thinking and dwelling on, on the, the bad shit that's happening instead of making more good shit happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really tough. And a lot of people do this, like family members die, they get fired from their job or they're having a tough time yeah. at work. They're having a stressful month. You're having a stressful month, buckle down, plan better, fucking execute, right. get the shit done. Stop being a bitch and get your work done. I always tell people, take the day. Take the day to just feel the emotion, to mourn or whatever it is. Like, take the day because everyone has emotion. So just take one day. But the next morning when you wake up, it is a new fucking day. And it is time to now move forward and figure out what those steps are to move forward. Don't throw everything out. I'm not saying don't feel your emotions. Take the day, but then you need to you move on and you need to figure out what's next. How can I get back and deal with this tragedy that's happened? Yeah. I mean, it's, it really is that simple. And it we, we package it really simply because it is that simple. You're making it more complicated with your emotions. It's like uh, uh, their girlfriend dumps them. And they come to me, oh, my girlfriend dumps me. I don't feel like training. Don't feel like eating. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. You're going to get through it by not being a bitch. You got to be positive. You have to speak positively to yourself. Dude, there's so many more people out there to date. You're just scared because now it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
because what you knew is no longer that you need to buckle down in times of distress in tumultuous times and you need to plan and execute the moment you back off the gas though you feel like it's more stressful to stay on task it's going to be far more stressful when you feel like shit on top of feeling like shit emotionally right it's going to feel like more shit when you know that you're supposed to do in your cardio in your training and you know you're not doing it now you're going to feel guilty on top of feeling like shit emotionally it's a lose-lose situation when you back off the gas because you decided it was too tough. It's a whole mindset shift. When you back off your plans, when you back out of something you say you're going to do, you're going to feel that regret and that guilt, and it's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And it's going to deteriorate you. If you think your mental health is bad now, whew, wait six months. It's just going to snowball that. Oh, it's going to get bad. Depression will be real. Anxiety will be real. Regret's going to be real. Dude, don't live with regret. I'm telling you. I do on some things because I've done some things wrong in my past. Dude, don't live with regret. You don't want to be in the place saying I should have, I could have, I would have. You can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Look, I know that stress is, is obviously harsh on the body at this point at this point my listeners know right that stress is the number one culprit behind all the issues that we face in functional medicine and physique development okay related to sex hormones thyroid gut adrenals i mean reduces sleep time quality right fat loss becomes next to impossible inflammation increases you have this catastrophe of a cascade of negative issues that come from stress and i understand that sometimes maybe on being on your diet and doing, having to do your cardio and having to do your training, having to do your job, having to be a husband or a wife, all those things can compile and become a little bit more stressful. But this is where you need to prepare a little bit better as a person and buckle down and get your shit done. You know, a, a lot of people just, just, again, they're taking themselves out back with a two by four and just beating the shit out of themselves. You have to adapt to your circumstances and completely change your mindset. You have to have a positive outlook on things because if you get caught in that negativity and that woe is me and all this is happening to me, it's just going to get worse. I mean, I've had some serious tragedies. I mean, my boob fell out. I I had a, (laughs) but what did I do? I had a positive mindset so that I wasn't sitting around sulking about it so that I could get back and like keep my routine and keep happiness you have to, it's all your mindset. You cannot sit there and sulk in negativity because you will just end up being miserable and everything will crumble. But there's a certain type of people that this, that this kind of falls into or adheres to. And that that's people with type A personalities. It's, it's harsher on them, especially when they have a, a, a traumatic life event and then they back off their plan. It's 50 times worse. Oh Yeah. Okay. The, the the problem with type A personalities and, and you know, not not to to kind of rag on them, but like I want them to have some self-realization here, some self-actualization and go that, okay, I am my own problem. We can fix it though. Right. There's some things that you're doing, some characteristics, right? You constantly have to be in the know, right? They live for the timelines, especially in physique development. There are no timelines. You better get used to that. Like I just said in the beginning of the show, we should normalize not having a show date. Mm-hmm. Start your prep, pick a show four weeks out. You're going to come in much better shape every single time, and you're going to have a better chance at winning. 
But for them, it's like, oh, no, I well, why would I work without a timeline? Uh, because you will fucking want to do it. I don't know. Like, because you want to fucking win, like, you know, or health issues. Like I deal with a lot of health issues. It's like, well, how long will this take? I have no idea. 12 to 15 weeks is, I have no idea. It, 12 to 15 weeks isn't a lot of time. I'll tell you that. Six months. Yeah. Not a lot of time. A year. Maybe. I, I think that's a little better. And you know how many people don't sign up with me when I say that there's no timeline a lot. And then they go to some other coach and then go to another coach and then they quit and then they get worse. And then they finally come back to me and go, will you take me on? No. Why? Because you don't know how to get better. And I can't teach that. Because you also, you also do some other things. You overanalyze data constantly. Your weight and your blood glucose, that blood glucose drives me nuts. People try to interpret it all the time. Stop. Let me do my job, please. I'm really good at my job, especially with blood glucose. I'm really, really good. That's my shit. You're always, you're, you overanalyze this data consistently, and it's just stressing you out even more. Dude, when, when you're focusing on your data, your own data, you're losing every single time. Your data doesn't mean shit to you. It means everything to me, though. Let me do my job, Right? A lot of people will lose sleep overthinking. So now that they're losing sleep, like you start to see how this is all snowballing and that sleep gets worse. Dude, they can't just go on autopilot. This is what I've, I've learned to do. I've learned to just go on autopilot. Every single day is structured. I just know what I'm doing next. There's never an unknown variable for me. And people want to know why. How can I handle this many athletes? How can I do this much? How can I start new businesses? How can I train for bodybuilding? How can I manage you know, my, my, my coaches, my assistant coaches with my team? How do we do all this stuff in a day? It's only 24 hours. Yeah, put the 24 hours on the clock. I'm going to fucking dominate it. Why? Because I'm prepared. Because I go on autopilot. I just get done what I know I need to get done. There's no guessing games. There's no, there's no uh, roadblocks for me. Why? I don't allow there to be roadblocks because I've planned the day. Now, if there is something that comes up, I adapt. I overcome. Okay. These people also overthink every variable. It leads to overcomplication. Optimal doesn't mean complicated in programming. Some programming is very, very simple. The more, the better you can execute something more consistently, the more optimal it is. Stop overthinking the variables. Stop overcomplicating the programming. A lot of these people ask too many questions too. This is actually a problem. I like to educate people. I am the first person. This is why people love me as a coach is because I'm the first person to educate you and explain what's going on. Sometimes I think that that does people in though to their own demise because now they're trying to overcomplicate. They're overthinking. They're questioning every single variable. Hey, look. What's the plan say? Do you have any questions on the plan itself and why we're doing what we're doing? Ask those questions. Now get out of your fucking head and execute. I need you 100% execution all the time on the ball every single day. And I see these people get frustrated all the time. Something goes wrong in their day. They don't know how to adapt. They get frustrated. That frustration. Again, Cortisol becomes an issue. Honestly, I see a lot of people, these people suffer from high water retention 
inflammation, poor digestion, missed periods, neurological issues, circadian rhythm pattern disruptions, all these things kind of tie together. In, and when, when, a, when a type A personality can't just go on autopilot, they can't just do the work, then these people become their own worst enemy. And this is what we're talking about. These people are their own worst enemy. They're the, they're the reason why they're not progressing. Matt Dawson. He grew a shit ton of muscle this past year. A shit ton. Mm-hmm. We got up to 280. You know how many questions he asked about his program? Go ahead and take a guess. Zero. Zero. He didn't ask one. Not one fucking question. It's just, okay, get it done. Okay, thank you. That's it. See, these people need to understand they're causing all their own issues. Their progress is not going to be as common or as fast in these people because they're overly concerned. They're overly stressed. They're overly frustrated. It is blunting their progress. These people have a significantly harder time losing body fat and building muscle. It's just it just doesn't happen as fast. Some not at all. I've seen people like literally the, the everything's perfect and they're just not progressing at all. Because they are their own worst enemy. It's keeping them from progressing. They go, what's wrong? What's wrong? You are what's wrong. Look, if I could just help, if I could just, I want, look, I'm, I'm the detailed coach I am so that you don't have to think, so that you don't have to be stressed. I don't want you to be stressed. My, let, let me be stressed. I won't be because I'll manage it all well, right? But like, let me do the thinking for you. It's very important to just trust the process when you're working with a coach. Now, I say that, but like, there's a bad stigma with that saying, because you've heard coaches say, well, trust the process. Well, your process, every coach says that, <laughs> but your process fucking you sucks. Yeah. And then you get coming and then you're all fucked up. Right. But that's why, like, you need to do your research on who's an exceptional coach, who has a great track record, who's fixing the health problems out there, who's put, putting athletes on stage winning, but also getting them back to optimal health. Ask the questions, talk to the athletes. If the process doesn't make sense, I wouldn't follow it. But if the process makes sense, well, so I was talking to my coach, Austin. And we were talking about peaking. He's like, it's just got to make sense. I was like, you know what? That saying, like, make it make sense. It literally opened up my mind to peaking and how easy it really is. It's not complicated at all. The process is really, really easy. The thing is, when you're with a coach, you do need to trust the process. You just need to execute every single day. Stop asking questions. Stop trying to find shortcuts. Stop trying to figure out if you can do something differently or worrying about like, well, what happens if this happens? And no, just follow the fucking plan. Just follow it. Look, if a coach is exceptional, they're going to have provability. I love this word. This is from Biggie, one of my mentors. Provability, the proof is in the pudding. They have the proof. You'll see it. You can talk to the athletes that they work with. Do they ex- do they ed- educate? Are they willing to educate? That makes them an exceptional coach. Look at the detail of programming. Do they have all the bases covered? If so, and they have all those things, the provability, the education, the detail, and everything makes sense, you should probably trust that coach. And just keep right. The thing is, if you follow the program 100% and you stop worrying and it doesn't work and you get fucked up, guess who you can point the finger at? 
coach. Mm-hmm. You can point the finger at the coach. Mm-hmm. But what, what you shouldn't do, stress, overthink. Try to do your coach's job. Why are you paying them if you're trying to do the job? Message your coach every day with questions. The questions aren't bad, okay? Questions are not bad. I mean, they're not inherently bad. But if you're asking questions every day or, or even like a couple times a week and you're six months in the programming, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. You are leading to your own demise, right? You need to know that your coach is not your best friend, but someone to lean on when times get tough, right? Mm-hmm. Your coach is supposed to be your coach. You're not chit-chatting every day, gossiping. That's not what we're about. That's definitely not what I do. I don't gossip for shit. I don't even talk to my own friends. <laughs> no. Oh, man. No, I again, I'm one of those friends that just don't need the constant, <laughs> you know, the constant contact. I just don't have the time. How about this? I'll explain how it is with my coach, Austin. My coach is Austin Stout, right? Super brilliant guy. Dude, it's funny because Austin still uses email. So I don't have like immediate, I do have immediate access to him. If I had a question, I would send it. He would answer pretty quickly, right? But for like coaching, I I just send my email in, my checking in. That's it. I just wait for my response. My response Mm -hmm. comes pretty quickly. Yeah, like if I had like a a quick question, like, oh my gosh, uh, I couldn't train today. What do you want me to do? (laughs) Austin would drop me as a client, be like, fuck off. (laughs) He would tell me to fuck myself. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not what a coach is for. Figure it the fuck out. Dude, I send my check-ins on Tuesday morning. I get a response before noon all the time. I check in by like 9, 30, 10 too. So he's pretty quick. He's real quick with email. And I know he's a busy dude. Honestly, my check-in date is like weight, blood glucose, sleep, stress, training, any issues that I had, you know, in the week. Maybe I might have, if I do, maybe like, I don't have any questions usually because I, I don't ask any questions. I have, I have zero questions. You're also a coach. Yeah. But like, you know, but like sometimes again, I don't always know where his head's at. I just trust the process. Right. I mean, those are different questions, a different type of question. Yeah, I guess so. Give you that. I literally don't talk to him until next check-in day. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't say anything. I think if I was trying to talk to if I was How to, it should be, because yes. you're supposed to hold your questions, your training videos and things like that for your check-in day to not take away from others on their check-in days. Yeah, I was, that's that's the one thing is I try to be super respectful of Austin's time. And I know that he's working with other people right. that are like peaking and they're prepping. Right. Dude, at that point, I know that I shouldn't be bothering him. I, I don't want to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like a dick if I do. Now, if, if there was an emergency, he would answer right away. As I tell my athletes, if there's an emergency, something comes up like, oh, let's tackle it. But like mm-hmm. if it's just like regular questions about programming, like just gather them in a repository fashion, send them over on check-in day. I'll talk to you all day if you want me to. It's your check-in day. Right. It's your check-in mm-hmm. day. You know, I, I dude, I never send Austin one complaint either. I'm never like I'm hungry. I'm full. I've, I feel like shit. I'm tired. Like if there's a reason why I'm tired, I figured it out, you know, and like I just look like, hmm, have I slept well? Hmm, have I been stressed? my overtraining you know what i mean like but isn't there like also a fine line with like as you being my coach like for biofeedback if something was going wrong mm-hmm. and like 
I was constantly feeling tired, but I was getting really good sleep. Like, wouldn't you want that in my biofeedback to see like something else is on off? Oh, for sure. But there's a difference between complaining about it and saying, Hey, right. this is probably, this is the issue. I think it might be linked to this. Thank you for that information. That, that helped a ton, by the way. You know what I mean? So I think there's, there's that fine line. Are we complaining or are we informing? Right. Right. And, and Agreed. again, if you're informing, I'll take all the data you can get or I can get, because guess what? I want to make mm-hmm. the best decisions for you for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to overly stress though. I don't want to overthink things because I know it's going to take away from my progress. Dude, I, when he sends the protocol back, I make the adjustments then and there too. Like, even if I were already had meal one and the meal one changed, I just go on to meal two, whatever the update it is. I don't ask him like, oh, well, I already did meal one today. You think I should, when should you think I should start? No, I start that in there. Mm-hmm. I don't waste time. I don't bullshit. Okay, meal two's up. What does meal two say on the plan? That's what I'm doing. Right. Fuck meal one. Meal, meal one's in the past. <laughs> it's already, that's already last year to me. I'm on to the next one. If something changes with the cardio, I implement today. Mm-hmm. My steps changed. I remember I actually got a step count for the first time. It's a whopping 5,000 steps on training days and 3,000 on rest days. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Wow. It was, it, and it was, a, it was a check. It was a training day for me. And I was like, I got to get 5,000 today. I did. I, I, I did pace in the house to get the steps. <laughs> That's what I do. Everyone laughs at me. You you were doing side shuffles like a football player in my living room. What the fuck are you talking about? I was you, trying to keep up with the conversation in the living room. So you shuffle back and forth like a football player? If I go faster, my steps get done faster. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. I wish everyone could see it. It was very funny. I'm having a very serious conversation. She's doing shuffling. I like needed side a shuffles. steps. Oh, my God. It was funny as shit. For, for me, when I'm with my coach, dude, I just nail every variable. I execute 100% all the time. There's not a day I don't miss. There's not a day of like alcohol. Oh, today I missed a meal. Like I've never even put that in my fucking feedback. I don't think. If you know, I just, I'd never asked for a free meal. I don't, he would tell me if I could have one. I, I just don't dude, but that's why I progress so fast. I, you know what? I, one thing I don't do is I really don't add in personal issues either. Says and like, if it's unrelated to my programming, you know, it, unless it's like, okay, well, you know, say your uncle died, you know, and I had a funeral to go to. Hey, I didn't get steps in the day. I think that's pretty understandable. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not evil. Right. But like, oh, my girlfriend and I had a fight. I couldn't eat any of my meals. I got a problem with that. I do. I do have a problem with that. I need you, I need you to be more mature. I need you to take ownership. I need you to have a sense of urgency. In what we do, if you take your goals as seriously as I take your goals, we will be successful. I promise you don't use personal issues as a way to get out of programming. Cause I see that done frequently. We're going to have a talk. We're definitely going to have a talk about that, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't bring my personal issues as like anything that is a reason why I couldn't finish my programming. I simply just say, Hey, it was it, my stress levels were up on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like they are back down. That's it. I self-corrected. He doesn't have to tell me to go meditate. He doesn't tell me have to go uh, do parasympathetic activity. He doesn't tell me that I need to bring my stress down. He's never said this to me once. Because you know. But the thing is, I take the time to educate too. And I tell people this. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like a broken record with stress. Hey, you need to get your stress down. Hey, you need to get your stimulus down. And I couldn't have made it more clear in episode five about what stress is, you know? And right. so I just refer people to that now because I think it's, that, that episode was done beautifully. And I put out this content as learning material too. Though we make jokes and we laugh a little bit and like I might sound a little harsh at times. We're also putting this out for education, guys. This is for yeah. you to reflect on so you can get better. If you think I'm making fun of you, I'm not. I want you to be better or else I wouldn't give a shit about putting this content out. I can just keep pocketing your cash like some coaches do and stay quiet. Like, oh, it's okay. You'll do better next week. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be in your ass about it. <laughs> I want to win. I If I see a loss in a week, dude, if I see the programming not complete 100%, that's a loss to me. We lost and I fucking hate losing. For me, with my coach, dude, I complete everything on time. Scheduled is programmed. The program's nailed. Why? Dude, because I want to get better. The key word there, want. I want to be better. I want to be a champion more than he wants me to be a champion. I will bleed. I will cry. I'd probably lose a testicle to be successful. <laughs> Damn. I don't care. I will give my all. I, I've dedicated my life to being successful and winning. Winning just doesn't mean on stage or the competitors on stage. Winning is so multifaceted to me. When people ask, like, why do you do what you do? Because I love winning. Winning could be, yes, it could be becoming an IFBB pro. Or it could be the single mom finally hitting the programming 100% because she learned how to do that. She learned yeah. ways or like it could be simply us finish, finishing up a, a gut dysbiosis protocol. And finally, for the first time, they can remember they are having bowel movements every single day of the week. Boop, boop. Or I feel confident now when I'm around my significant other with my shirt off. Or I feel happier now. Those are wins. Dude, those are all wins. I love fucking winning, period. All of those things. Winning's multifaceted. There's nothing deeper to it to, for me. I just want to fucking win. And I will I will do anything it takes to win. I, I just can't be more clear about it, you know? And so I get disappointed. I, I, I lose sleep over the fact that people don't want to win as much as me. And I want I want them to win more than they want to win themselves. Because and I know that I want to win more than they want to win themselves because I'm the one that actually gets disappointed. I'm the one that gets bummed out. I'm the one in their ass about it. And they're just like, oh, I'll just do better next week. No. Why'd you fail? Break it down to me. How are you preparing to not fail next week? Come to me with what your plan is. What's the solution? Do you have one? Have you even thought about it? If you haven't thought about it, that tells me a lot right there. If you don't care and I care, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, with Austin, I'm just not trying to do his job, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to do his job. Dude, I pay him for a reason. I actually, I actually coached myself for a little bit. I was so stressed out. It was an issue. I wasn't, I wasn't really progressing either. The only reason why I did progress is because I was rebounding from a show. That's the only reason why I was reversing, I should say. But like now I progress so fast because I stress so little. 
because he's laid out the plan and I just follow it. That's why I'm so, that's why I've been so successful. That's why I'm sitting at 230 pounds right now in a deficit off of drugs. I'm only on TRT. I've been on TRT since January 1st and I'm still progressing in the gym. I'm still getting stronger. I'm putting up new PRs every single week. I'm getting bigger. Don't tell me you can't get bigger on just TRT. Your testosterone level is normal. You tell me normal dudes can't grow muscle. (laughs) I win and I progress because I trust the process because I follow what the coach says. He steers the ship. I'm just the athlete. That's the beauty of a coaching athlete relationship. You don't have to think. If you're overthinking and being your own worst enemy, you're defeating the purpose and the advantage of having a coach. I tell my athletes, let me be the coach. I promise I got your back. I won't steer you wrong. You know, I think, I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people that do trust me as a coach. And I would say, what's it like having a, a coach you can trust? From like an unbiased perspective, in your, in your opinion, like what what has it enabled you to do? Are there any disadvantages? Well, I mean, okay, so basically, this whole podcast is like me, and you know that because for years I've been my own worst enemy because I am Type A mm-hmm. as hell. I'm super Type A. I also have struggled with OCD my entire life, so for me coming over and having a coach that I trust, I, I mean, it's because of what you provide. It's, it's not, I'm still a type A person and I'm still a perfectionist, but what value that you've brought to me is education. That is like key because for me, who is type A, who used to overthink everything, I do want to know why. So that if I know why, And I ask that question of something, of why we're doing something. And I only ask it once. I'll never ask it again. Because once I ask it once, I know. And then I don't have to ever stress it again. Because you have educated me on what you're doing with my body and why. Why we're making the changes to my protocol. So that has instilled so much trust because you're not just shooting me my program and then being like, do it. And when I ask a question saying, just trust the process. (laughs) Because it's like, I'm not questioning what you're doing. I'm simply wanting to educate myself and know why. And And the other piece of it is the detail. You provide so much detail in our programming. How can you not trust you? You don't just send over my meal plan with no information. It's literally just meals and cardio. It has so it's pages. My programming is pages long of details. How can you not trust that? I have read that document so many times just so that I know what you're expecting hundred percent so that I don't have to fucking think. Dude, you know how many people ask me questions that are already answered on the document? It's from not reading the document. And I tell you, just everyone, read it. Just read guys. Just I provide it. it. I provide it for a reason. I go into depth. I've literally put, busted my ass to build this programming so your exactly. questions it's could be answered. so detailed. And that's why I have this trust with you. I mean, all of our other like relationships aside, just as a coach client, I have so much trust in you because you've provided so much detail and you provide so much education that 
I don't have to worry or I don't have to overthink. I don't have to sit there and be like, why is he doing this? And I don't see change. And if I do ask you a stupid question about whatever data it is, you shut me down. You say, this is how I'm thinking about it. This is how I see it. And then I'm like, okay, well, then that's how I need to look at it is how he's looking at it. But you always educate me on why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing so that I, how can you not trust it? Yeah, it's, and then plus you always have to look at the coach's track record too. And so I'd say like, if you're questioning your coach, I'll look at the track record, you know, look at their interaction, ask, ask, ask people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that, yeah, it's not just about the wins on stage. It's always about health no. too. Cause that's why I said like, Hey, they can win on stage, but then maybe they can't get you back to uh, optimal health. And I think that's, that's key when you can do that and people are healthy. It's not just about the trophies. It's about being that athlete year round in season and off season. So it's important to look at, at what the coach does for you year round, no matter what phase you're in, you know, and that's, that's why I say, I want to be a top Olympian coach. And like, obviously people probably maybe would laugh at that. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Cause I want to be, that's <laughs> my passion. Like mm-hmm. that's what I truly want to be. And I will get there, but I'm going to do it differently. And when I have people that are on stage in the Olympia, they're going to be there for many years, not just a couple of years because they burn out and their health fades. What I've done with coaching is taking a functional health approach and mixed it with physique development. Guess what? The physiques are fucking better every time. And not only that, they can compete for longer. Mm-hmm. So now the women I work with now, sometimes it may not happen as quick because I'm not forcing drugs down their throat. I'm not pushing them to compete, 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 compete. Sometimes I have to tell you, hey, you can't compete now. There's people I've had to pull out of prep, you know, after their show and they want to do another show. I'm like, no, we can't. Look, we're already getting the biofeedback here that's telling me your body's too stressed and we're going to run into health issues if we don't pull out now. Now, that that to some people, like, oh my gosh, now that's a setback. No, if I didn't pull you out, trust me, that's you want to know a setback? the health issues that we got to tackle 15, mm-hmm. 20, 25, 52, you know, hundred weeks after like, you have no idea. There's people I'm dealing with health issues going on three years for people. And it's, and we're finally, finally getting the headway. You don't realize how badly competing repetitively fucks you up. Yeah, I do. Well, you do. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> not only that, your, your case wasn't that bad. Okay. In all fairness, it wasn't that bad. I competed for like a year straight. Right. You did. And, but there's people that have done it for years straight and they think an improvement season is for four months. Bro, by the time you even get to month four, your body's maybe finally starting to get back to close to normal after competing. Mm-hmm. That's if you were in shape, if you weren't in shape, then a different story. You know, you have to, you have to look at the coach's track record, not just the wins, look at the health. But if, if everything's covered, and there's detail in your programming. Don't stress about it. Don't become your own worst enemy. Stop, stop, yeah. stop racking your brain for more questions. Stop trying to figure out a deeper meaning to things. Sometimes things are just what they are. And Have you, a coach that you trust. That's and that's that will solve many of your problems. However, that still doesn't solve the issue of like people overthinking things. I, I agree, but you're com- I mean, I'm literally the biggest overthinker ever, or I used to be. I mean, I had such bad OCD that, I mean, people didn't realize I'm not like the, the light switch flicker or anything like that, but I, my OCD was based around numbers. I counted everything. I counted my steps. I counted how long it took me to do certain things. 
I would have to count exact movements that I do. And I was constantly counting in my head. So when I got into this sport, I'm really damn good at prepping because I'm such a perfectionist to a T, but that hurt me. And you taught me that if I have a gram under on something, I don't have to cook an entire new batch and set my sleep back an hour to get one gram more because that's going to hurt me more than that one gram of food. So while being an overthinker, you're educating me, which is helping that. I haven't had OCD tendencies. I haven't caught myself counting in a long time. And that's because I don't have that anxiety about overthinking everything. I'm not my own worst enemy anymore because you've been educating me. Right. Yeah. And that people makes- have to trust in somebody. They have to find someone that they trust enough to let go and just stop thinking because they're just hurting themselves. Yeah. They need to let go. And that is, that's a hard thing for people to do a lot of times. I mean, and that's where people just become terrorized by their own thoughts. Like they're literally just terrorizing themselves and preventing them from progressing. Like, dude, you don't think I've been terrorized by my own thoughts at some point. Like there's days where dude, I'm taking on such big shit sometimes. And there's a lot of times I even look at myself and I'm like, I'm a fucking nobody from, from fucking Avon Lake. Dude, at some point I had literally zero dollars. I was doing nothing with my life. No special talents, no genetic gifts, just a dude that wants to work hard 24 hours on the clock. Like, let's run it every single day. That's how I think. But like a lot of people overthink to the point where it becomes just crippling, agonizing, terrorizing. And they, and they, they can't get past themselves or out of their own way. And that even goes for like big goals. Like I was just talking about like, Stop overthinking it. Like even big goals can be broken down into finite things. What are you doing every single day that's going to get you to your goal? Simple things. Just execute every day. Stop. Stop asking questions. Stop overpreparing. Like prepare enough. Execute. Dude, you just have to be fucking urgent. You know, one of my favorite questions that I get actually is kind of random. One of my favorite questions is, is should I take a rest day because of X, Y, Z? I'm always the one to say, take the fucking rest day. If I've told you to take a rest day before because of something, just take the damn rest day. Don't even ask me. Rest is never going to hurt you. Yesterday, I was supposed to train. Yes, It was a long ass day. What did I say to you? Hey, guess what? I'm taking a rest day. And yep. you're like, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's the best idea. Because like, if you can't, here's the thing. If you're trying to I was to overload, exhausted. Right. If you're trying to overload yourself, you're already exhausted. You lost sleep. You weren't, you weren't sleeping optimally, right? Because mm-hmm. you had to wake up early or run around all day. You know, emotions are high. Yeah. How the fuck would I go or you go train? No, it would have been stupid. Right? It would have been crazy. Like that would have just been more hurtful to you and your physique if you were to go and do that. You don't have to ask to take a rest day. No. I know the plan says two on one off or one on one off or three on two off or something like that. You know, whatever it is. I know the plan says that, but guys, you need to learn to work. Yes. Perfectly in imperfect. Yes. And that's one of my favorite sayings when people come on. No, no, you don't have to be perfect. You have to be perfect and imperfect. And what I mean by that is understand that life is not perfect. It's never this constant set of variables unless you're me. It is a hard concept. It It really is. is. I still struggle with it. I really do. Right. All the time. But you have to learn. I'm getting better. You have to learn how to execute 
in these unpredictable circumstances. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is if you prepare and plan. Guess what? Tracking randomly throughout the day, probably if your schedule is crazy, probably not the best idea. Motherfucker, I would probably plan my meals and I'd probably stick to them for a little bit and then just repeat them so I could pull them out of the fridge and just eat. Guess what? Then I never have to worry about my nutrition and whether whether I'm going to hit my macros or not. Never have to worry. You know, it's it's that simple. Even something that simple can help a ton. Oh, today ran over at work. I'm not going to be able to get my training session in. Okay, well, hit your steps, hit your food, hit your water, hit your sleep. Prioritize the recovery. Okay. Or this training session was terrible. Oh, what are you going to do? Pout about it like a little bitch? (laughs) Okay, it wasn't great. Go home. Go eat your post-workout meal. Shut the fuck up. Go to bed. Wake up the next day. It's a new day. Go fucking dominate. Mm -hmm. Dude, once the day's over, fuck that day. That day doesn't mean shit anymore. I don't care what I did yesterday. I only care what I'm doing today and how hard and how fast I'm going towards the next day. My dad used to say something about like you, you, uh, you live for today, not tomorrow. He used to say that to me, but like, I realized like I do that for a reason, mm-hmm. right? People say the cheesy line, like tomorrow's not promised. <laughs> I was just going to say that. You worry. That's cheesy <laughs> fucking corny ass. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, it is true. You're right. But my point at all and why I thought my dad was wrong, and rarely did I ever think my dad was wrong because he was just such a great, he's such a great man, right? My thought was, no, I need to dominate today. If I worry about tomorrow, that's causing anxiety about what's coming. I don't need to think about that. I need to dominate now. How am I going to be successful right now? Tomorrow, I'll deal with that. I'll prepare for that today when I'm done with all my rest of my shit today. When I've dominated my power list for the day, then I can start preparing for tomorrow. But mm-hmm. until that's done, stop focusing on what's coming the next day. You're just gonna you're just gonna terrorize yourself. You're gonna be overthink. You're gonna overstress. You're gonna lose sleep. You're gonna prevent progress. You're gonna prevent fat loss. You're gonna be stuck spinning your wheels in the mud, never getting further. You're not gonna get to tomorrow. You're gonna be repeating today over and over again if you worry about what comes tomorrow. And you don't focus on today. So sorry, dad. I think you're wrong. I've executed on a day-to-day basis for a long time. And it served me very well. Now, this doesn't mean I'm not prepared for instances or emergencies in the future. Right? I'm not blowing my whole bank account because I got, you know, 10 grand today. Not worried about. tomorrow's not promised. Yeah, because tomorrow's not promised. Like, no. I, come on. Learn, learn to balance the line. Course. People love to go one one way or another, black or white. They never can think in gray in, in terms of gray area. Guys, everything's up for interpretation always. Learn to be perfect and imperfect. Anyways, that's what I have to say about that topic because I can go on and rant and rant and rant, but we're already on an hour. It's a good one. It was a good topic. I really enjoyed this one, honestly, because I, I, I don't. When I make an episode like this, talking about how I want people to do things, it's not because I'm making fun of people. It's because I want people to be ultimately way better than what they are because I see the potential. If the potential is there, I wouldn't be telling you th- these things if I didn't care. Seriously, 
I would just let people go willy nilly throughout their day, collect their cash and sit back and then go on vacations all the time or go to fucking raves or whatever. If I didn't give a shit about people, I would be doing all those things, not giving a shit about your progress, not making a pot. Literally, you think I have the time to make a podcast? We had to make time. Mm -hmm. Dude, I have six fucking meetings today. Mm -hmm. I have six meetings. I had to do, dude, at at 10 p.m. last night, I was making four reverse diet protocols for all my athletes. And I did that at 10 p.m. last night, woke my ass up, got ready for these meetings. We got a call with a new athlete. We got we got 10 people to interview this week for the new Dominic yes, Train coaching sir. position. You think I got fucking time to sit on a podcast and tell you what I think you should be doing better? Fuck no. But I do it because I care, because I want you to be successful, because I want you to win. You don't get that. Don't play the victim. Play the victor dominate and that's all i had to say next week we talk about cheat meals refeeds diet breaks what they really are how to really do it because i'm sick and tired of people saying a cheat meal is a refeed get your burger and fries fuck that that doesn't provide you any metabolic assistance i'm going to tell you why and i'm going to tell you why that they're these coaches are doing it wrong and i'm gonna give you examples of how i help people heading into junior nats and how I saved their metabolism and saved their show. And now why they're hitting new lows. Because we do it right. Smarter coaches and harder coaching. We'll talk later.